From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Monday, January 10th. I'm Sarah Wright. The county has entered the Omicron blizzard that's affecting the rest of the country, according to Public Health Officer Dr. Andy Corrin. The only known outbreak at this time is at the jail, where 15 staff and two inmates have tested positive. There have been 45 exposures at schools, but Corrin declined to shut down one of the county's largest school districts after extracurricular activities proved to be risky. A lot has been uh, spoken about on the web and elsewhere about Fort Bragg Unified School District and their basketball tournament. We received some complaints that many people were not wearing masks. And then afterwards, there was an adult party, I think at a bar, where uh, uh, we got 19 antigen-positive test results back. Fort Bragg Unified School District have since stopped their games until they can be assured of better compliance. Some have called for shutting down the school, but I don't think that's warranted. Northern California does lag behind the southern and central regions of the state, and Omicron, while highly transmissible, appears to be less severe than previous variants. But Corrin explained why he's hesitant to be optimistic yet. The other thing that's still a big unknown is uh, what will long COVID look like? If it's like uh, Lyme's disease or some of the others that go on for a long time, that can really have a huge effect on people's health and productivity. So I don't want to be optimistic, but it may develop into an endemic that is not serious, and it may continue for a while to have further surges. And people keep dying from the virus. As of last week, 106 people were reported to have died from COVID in Mendocino County. A new health order, effective February 1st, adds booster verification to vaccine or testing requirements for emergency and law enforcement personnel, and now includes those working in dental offices and pharmacies. Another health order, also following state and national trends, shortens isolation or quarantine periods from 10 days to 5 days for people who've tested positive or had a close contact with someone who did provided they test negative and wear a surgical-grade mask for the remaining five days. N95 or surgical-grade masks are highly recommended, and indoor masking orders statewide have been extended to February 15th. Corrin also said he's closed a previous masking loophole. Local mask orders that I have written allowed uh, exclusion for performers and presenters in venues where everyone was documented to be fully vaccinated I have, re, uh, have uh, changed that to eliminate that exclusion. So if people are presenting or performing, they now have to continue to wear their masks to protect each other and the audience. In the state, uh, there has been uh, booster requirements that are increased now for healthcare workers, adult day and home care workers and corrections. Uh, if exempt, they can uh, test There is increased testing for hospital and nursing home to twice a week. Again, the masks should be upgraded to medical or N95. And um, visitation has been reinforced to general acute care hospitals and nursing homes. Uh, They should be vaccinated and tested uh, to be able to uh, visit indoors. If they are only tested, they should visit outdoors and only in extreme cases in uh, their own rooms, uh, not joint rooms, would they be allowed for patients toward the end of life. The main strategy for carrying on with a semi-normal life in terms of employment and social engagements is testing. But tests, particularly rapid tests, are in short supply. 
Even PCR tests are running low. Corn said the county distributed 14,000 rapid tests before the holidays and that local school districts got their allotment ahead of many others in the state. But employers can impose testing requirements beyond those issued by public health departments. State orders are often based on CDC findings and are duplicated in local orders. Testing requirements, sometimes even for those who are fully vaccinated with all three shots, can leave people scrambling for a test they need to get back to work but can't find. We do worry about the economic displacement and the costs for all these things and the unavailability of tests, but uh, we're trying to do the best that we can. For antigen tests, the Department of Public Health has also posted a self-attestation form for antigen results, but employers and others may require observed over-the-counter tests, and so they'll have to go a step further. Rapid tests only became widely available to the general public in the U.S. a few months ago. Now their scarcity is just the latest in pandemic-related supply chain woes. Think back to last year when we didn't have vaccines and we didn't have testing, uh, and we didn't have a whole lot of other things. There was even masks and, and uh, personal protective equipment in our hospitals. We are in a situation like that now with testing. And so I know that the California Testing Task Force is working as hard as they possibly can to get more antigen tests. As soon as I heard that they were going to be making some available if we requested, we requested it. And, uh, and then I followed up because it didn't hit our county fast enough. And you know, there were problems with the weather and, and transportation, uh, but I think we got it as one of the first counties in the in the state. And we got a lot to pass out to those people who are uh, the least resourced. The, um, the tests are available, but as you mentioned, scarce. And I keep hearing stories of people getting to the pharmacy at seven and they're already sold out, but they are available in the pharmacies. The pharmacies, because the scarcity have often put a limit on how many you can buy. And I would say to respect that limit, but stock up if you can. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Reif. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News podcast wherever you get your podcasts.